0: what is going on everyone welcome to this week's pardon the disruption i'm your host back again for the first time matthew potter good to be back in the hosting seat right now um wanted to go ahead and introduce myself i am your hedge fund guy short sale guy also co-founder of the family tree over at real broker hit me up if i can go ahead and help you grow your business Real quick, for those that are new, we're going to go ahead and break it down for how we do things around here. We have five pre pre-selected questions, 45 seconds for each one of our panelists to go ahead and answer. Then they can chop it up for two minutes after that. I will award points based off of best answers or whoever Venmo'd me the most money prior to the show. We're going to go ahead and start off this week with introductions. We're going to start with Mr. Disruptor himself, Steve Trang. Introduce yourself to the people.
1: What's going on, everyone? Steve Trang, Real Estate Disruptors. We are here to solve sales problems, and uh, welcome back, Matthew. Uh, It was a little frightening last week when we started the show, and uh, someone's missing, but glad to have you back. And, uh, Robert, I apologize for everything that's about to happen in the next hour.
0: I'm excited. Bring it on, (laughs) baby. Robert has no idea what he's in for this week, and we're extremely (laughs) excited about that. All right, next up, coming to us from Dallas-Fort Worth, we have Mr. Titanium himself, RJ Bates III.
2: What's up, guys? RJ Bates III. I'm excited. I I have a new addition to my set here. That's right. I got my new Closures Olympics belt. I don't know if you guys know this. I won the 2023 Closures (laughs) Olympics. i wanted to get that out of the way. Also, a couple years ago, I went to a Harvard hockey game. And I'm just going to say, those boys down in Harvard are pillow soft. All right, so I'm looking forward to today with uh, Mister Harvard Robert Winsley. See if he can withstand this hour.
3: Uh, man, Wait a minute, we
4: got a Harvard guy slumming with us. What's this all about?
0: Yeah. Right? Don't want to get me. Man, we haven't even gotten through intros, and do it's we already. Have like Ryan,
4: do we have a bunch of Ryan Fitzgerald questions this week?
0: <laughs> <laughs> we do. For, we do now. <laughs> all right. Next up, coming to us uh, from the Midwest, Mister I Buy St. Louis. Jimmy V, introduce yourself.
4: Hi, Jimmy Vreeland. I buy STL. Uh, I work in the easiest, most podunk market. I'm just here on the show to learn from RJ so I can learn to operate (laughs) inside a real market one day. And like, Potter, I'm so glad you're back. But like I did, you know, when I heard there needed a new judge, like I did text Steve like right away. Hey, Potter's out. I'm in. So like, I'm, I'm glad to have you back. But, you know. (laughs) <laughs> I did want that opportunity. I looked at what happened last week as a little bit of an opportunity.
0: I, I appreciate that, Jimmy. I, you know what? We may throw a point, on, a point on the board for Jimmy just for the actual brutal honesty there. I, I, I love that. Uh, Last, certainly not least, our special guest this week, uh, we have Mr. Robert Wensley. Introduce yourself to everybody.
3: What's up, guys? My name is Robert Wensley, CEO of InvestorLift. We help people sell and sign their deals uh, faster at higher prices. We pumped about $11.5 billion of off-market deals through InvestorLift this year, and we're just getting started. Super excited to be kicking it with all you guys. I was with RJ down in Texas last week, had a great time. Uh, so you closing live on stage. Absolutely incredible. You mean Star- taking
4: orders or closing, Robert? There's a, a distinction. <laughs>
3: there we go. <laughs> uh, maybe, maybe a little bit of both. We'll see. We'll see. But uh, yeah, super excited to be kicking with you guys. I love the format of the show. This is this is very cool. I got the questions like about 10 minutes ago and I was trying to set up a camera. So I'm going to be winging it today, but it uh, should be a good time. Hey, okay, RJ. Robert.
4: Uh, question number one: Traditionally, really smart people don't go into the real estate industry. What happened with you? <laughs> <laughs> that is not
1: question number one. Absolutely not. <laughs>
2: hey,
4: I'm
1: wondering. I'm looking for RJ's new belt from uh, from Dallas. Where is it?
2: We're gonna we're gonna address that today, Steve. All right, <laughs> carry on. Take over, man.
0: Uh oh. Uh oh. All right, we're going to go ahead and get started with question number one. Live streamer Aiden Ross breaks the the record for most live streams in under one minute for misleading people that he was live streaming with North Korean dictator Kim Jong-un. What's the most misleading, shameful thing you've seen in real estate? Start us off, Steve.
1: Well, great news. I'm doing a Real Estate Disruptors episode with Kim Jong-un, if you guys are tuning, on, tuning in later on today.
0: <laughs> are you
1: guys related? Uh-oh. oh my god so
4: (laughs) i'm sorry i couldn't i couldn't not say it
1: (laughs) so i would say probably the most misleading thing in real estate there's two of them i'll start with one is that you can get into real estate with no money that's it Get in real estate with no money because you know let's just forget the fact that you actually need to get either data or a list uh phone numbers or gas money or uh earnest money <laughs> or whatever membership to the ria whatever it is there's money involved but this whole thing but you can get into real estate with no money a little misleading
0: ah yes definitely not getting into real estate without money all right next up rj what are your thoughts
2: the most misleading and shameful thing i've seen in real estate was my education group that i went through i paid sixty five thousand dollars for them to teach me to make offers on MLS deals and dispo through Craigslist. Um, that was insane. Um, it was shameful for them. I didn't even, they never mentioned the word direct to seller marketing. Um, I I didn't even know that was a thing for like my first year and a half in real estate investing and looking back at it. Um, it was insane how many people spent that $65,000 for the education and essentially just lost of that money some of that that was their like their life savings um it's it's shameful that there was these big box education groups out there i think most of them have been put away but uh that was so misleading and and just utterly shameful
0: 65 g's good lord what year was this rj
2: 2014 Hmm.
0: damn so that's like 185 now good lord (laughs) All right. Next up, Jimmy. What's your thoughts?
4: Uh, I think that you can buy an internet course, start buying some houses, and quit your job. I can't. I can't stand that kind of kind of lie in real estate, or that uh, you know you could quit your job to wholesale, and that's not really a lot of work. Like it's a tremendous amount of work. It's a tremendous challenge. It's a ton of fun. But the whole, I can get involved in real estate and in like eighteen months end up on the beach. That's particularly annoying to me.
0: Very good, Jimmy. Always concise and precise. We appreciate that. He likes to keep us on time around here. Now, for
4: Robert, right, Robert, your answers. Am I speaking of concise and <laughs> not concise? Do I need to start, get like a notepad and take notes and whatnot? Is this what he...
0: We're we're, cut, we're cutting away from Jimmy V now. <laughs> All right, Robert. What are your thoughts on this one? So, I'm a little
3: bit of a different route with this one. Uh, last year, anyone who had a uh, heartbeat could become a real estate wholesaler because the hedge funds were buying everything. So we had a flood of new wholesalers (laughs) coming to the market and a lot of really bad practices, a lot of really bad practices. If you're going to sign up a property and put it under a contract, you better darn be able to actually close on it. And if you're not, you need to communicate that with the homeowner. When you tell granny that, Hey, September 15th, you're moving out of the house and I'm going to close on the deal. And September 14th comes along and granny's got her entire house packed up and is expecting that check to clear the next day and is expecting to actually sell her house the next day. And you call her up while she's packing up the U-Haul and you say, hey, you know what? Sorry, we're actually not going to be able to close tomorrow because I couldn't find a buyer. That is what gives wholesalers a really bad name. And that is why state by state. the government is putting a lot of legislation against wholesalers. So last year we saw a ton of that, a ton of really bad practices. A lot of times people come in, you know, and, and talk to a lead, and they're like, hey, like three other people have done this to me. They've said they're going to buy most, and they didn't. I met one guy that happened to him five times before he ended up actually buying their deal. So if you're wholesaling, make sure you can actually close on the deal. Make sure you actually have an end buyer. Make sure your numbers are right. The worst thing is when granny's got the U-Haul packed up, and the day before, you're setting the expectation you're going to close on that day before you pull out the deal.
2: Hey, Robert, I don't know if they taught you how to read a clock at Harvard, but it's less <laughs> than one minute. <laughs> all right,
1: <laughs> forty-five seconds is actually forty-five
4: seconds. Yeah, less than a minute. I mean, forty-five seconds, preferably. But well, first dude, first it's right. like his first or second time on the show. Like, where was Potter on that one?
0: Dealing uh, dealing with a m- mechanical issue over here. Well, don't mind
4: me. I mean. <laughs>
1: Robert came out of the gates and just straight out, straight out attacked Matthew. He like, anyone with a heartbeat, I was like, man, like that's grossly insensitive. <laughs> <laughs> wow.
4: That is awesome. Robert, Holy I, don't shit. Know you know,
1: I don't know if you know or not, uh, but Matthew actually had a heart attack last year. He was like, man, that's, that's just insensitive. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, I think Robert's got a point, though, because that, that was my number two. It was like, hey, I'm your buyer. Like, I'm the buyer. And I think, you know, if you're not able to buy and you say, I'm the buyer, it's, you know, a little, right. a, little, a little misleading because, um, the I, I we had, we've talked about this before. It's a little, you know, fraudulent to use the inspection period as a cancellation. Cause you couldn't move the deal. Yeah. Right. It's, it's, a, it's a little fraudulent. I'm not saying you're a bad person. It's just, you can go to jail for that. Right. Like that's all I'm saying. So just be careful. <laughs>
2: But let's, let's recap all of our answers, right? Steve says, hey, being told that you can get into real estate with no money. I talk about I went to a bad education program that taught us to get deals off the MLS. And then Jimmy's talking about buying a video course where, you know, you can get in and be taught to quit your job. And then it gets to Robert and he's saying, hey, don't mislead sellers. I think they're all together collectively saying the same thing, right? There's an education problem on how to properly wholesale real estate and collectively this is why there's legislation and regulations coming down in wholesale and saying hey we need to make sure we're doing things the right way and essentially not fraudulently misleading sellers i think collectively we all said basically the same thing there
4: yeah, yeah. i would say yeah, though, I think. With RJ... interesting... go ahead robert sorry i was gonna say
3: uh... Jerry Nord and I are working on this right now. We've set up uh, the National Association of Real Estate Wholesalers to create a standardized code of conduct, standardized ethics, standardized contracts, and standardized basic training uh, that we're going to be rolling out. We've already set up, it's a trade organization, we've set it up and we're working on the contracts and some standardized training so we can become a licensed wholesaler. You don't become a licensed host until you complete the training and agree that you're going to abide by a certain code of conduct i think that hopefully that will solve a lot of this
1: it's a great and idea that, my, my only <clears> challenges <throat> as, as as you know a skeptic is i don't trust the skeptics either <laughs>
4: well like steve i generally hate regulation i hate any government involvement but it's going to reward people who are operating honestly it's going to hurt some people who probably don't have the, uh, the cash to pay for all the courses, to pay for all the licensing and regulation, but people who are building organizations and are doing it right, what it will, it should reward them and give an unfair advantage. That's what yeah. the
1: banks say.
0: Yeah. As someone that's part of the national association of realtors, I can tell you that ethics are just bound. They're amazing. Um, everybody adheres to them. So, um, <clears throat> That being said, uh, based off of the fact that Steve absolutely ripped on the fact that I had a heart attack last week, um, I'm going to go ahead and give the point to him uh, because, you know, I'm just one of of those horrible, horrible people. Anyways, (laughs) barely with a heartbeat. Here we go. All right, question number two. Uh, Recently, Terrell Owens and Stephen A. Smith were in a social media debate over first take and personal attacks from and to each other. How would you handle someone in the real estate investing industry uh, attacking your brand through social media? Start us off, Steve.
1: Uh, if it's once or twice, I would just completely ignore it, right? If it's, if it's uh, rampant, and keeps going, then we have to address it. But if it's once or twice, I'm just going to ignore it, right? Like our reputation speaks for ourselves. Every single person here has a reputation, has a brand, right? And if you want to come after us, like you've got something big to overcome. So- for me, I would disregard it because you're the one that looks stupid attacking us right we' we don't need to respond to it as a matter of fact I was, talk, I was having a conversation with someone last week and they're like, uh if someone were to come and speak ill of of Steve right to him, he'd be like, even if you're right, you understand this doesn't benefit you or me to do anything about this." Why would you start this war? It only makes you look bad. I agree with that for all of us here with our brands.
0: All right. All right. Well played, Steve. Well played. All right. Next up, RJ, what are your thoughts?
2: I mean, listen, I I embrace it. I mean, I I love it. Keep my name in your mouth. It's free publicity. I mean, they're they're coming out and if they want to talk about me, that's amazing. Because I normally have to pay to get people to hear about my company and and my name. So this is amazing. Um, And, and I mean, let's just give, like, I don't know, an example. Let's say that there was an event where there was a closing competition. (laughs) And everyone on stage sent out a contract. And at the end, they proclaim someone else the winner, and that person only wanted to talk about me afterwards. Keep it up, Bubba. That sounds fantastic. (laughs) Talk about me all day, every day. I love it. I appreciate the free followers because the facts are there's a lot of belts back here, and there's a lot of proof that I know what I'm doing. So keep talking about me.
0: Old belts.
1: Those are old belts. (laughs)
0: RJ is absolutely undefeated with his belt collection. <laughs> absolutely undefeated. Shout out to RJ's belt collection. All right. Next up, Jimmy, what are your thoughts?
4: Uh, it would depend on how much fun the guy talking trash is. Like, if it's angry and bitter and like, <laughs> meh, meh, I'd probably take the Steve path. Now, if it's fun and there's some smack talking and the guy's enjoyable, like, is Stephen A. Smith, if I were to, if he were to grace me by insulting me, like I would have so much fun with that. Like I haven't heard To's name in like 10 years. Stephen A. Smith insults you, you're all of a sudden relevant again.
0: I mean, you're not wrong there. Like you're definitely not wrong.
4: It'd have to be a least- return on. You'd have to go through an analysis of return on fun.
0: <laughs> yes, the, the good old ROF. Yes. R-O-F. <laughs> all right, Robert, what are your thoughts? first of all i gotta side with
3: rj like the it's great when people attack you publicly i've had it happen to me it helped make my product one of the most viral products out there when we first launch uh first of all you can't hit back publicly you gotta just ignore them and then let your customers and let your friends do the smack talking for you okay you gotta rise above it you're like 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 you're you're too small for me to even pay attention to right but my customers will do it for you and when when there's controversy controversy drives attention attention drives sales makes you more money uh just look at any post you've done on social media if there's smack talking if there's debate in the comments those are the posts that go viral those are the ones that make you money controversy drives sales
1: you know just i want to put it out there we have officially gotten our trademark approved for pardon the disruption right it, it happened yesterday so now would be a great time jimmy to go attack Stephen A. Smith, and talking about how part of is better than whatever crappy show he's got. Let's get this going.
4: I'll do it. That I, let me put that on my to-do list for today, but I, I'll take it swing.
2: I <laughs> mean, imagine if when Robert rolled out Investor Lift, if there was like a salty influencer who had built his reputation on this deals, attacked him and said InvestorLift was nothing more than just a buyer's list that anyone had available. I mean, it would have blown up Investor Lift, right, Robert?
3: Uh, possibly.
2: <laughs> just saying. Keep keep my name in your mouth, baby. Talk about me anytime you want. Bro.
1: I feel like there's a story here.
2: I, I don't know. I'm just spitballing examples. You know.
1: Well, you know, actually, uh, we we talked about this before, right? Like, um, you had a, I think it was RJ, right? You had an event where you were showing Investor Lift at your event. And Jimmy was the top guy in St. Louis. Yep. I was like, let me tell you about Jimmy. You want, you want to share what that experience was, was?
2: Yeah, we had a crucible. And I said, you know, name a city. They said St. Louis. We pulled up. There's Jimmy Vreeland. And uh, one, of my, one of my students was like, I know Jimmy. He's like, that dude's a savage, blah, 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 blah. He's talking about how you were basically a savage with closing deals with wholesalers. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, Jimmy's on Barnes & disruption. His answers average 17 and a half
4: seconds. They normally don't
2: make a whole lot of sense, but I think he buys a lot of $3,000 chip boxes.
4: Well, so, Steve, like being a top buyer in Homes St. Louis, here's how I stay humble. I realize that we're in a podunk market like St. Louis, so to be a top home buyer is like making up competitions, winning them. The reward is a belt, and then displaying them in your background on <laughs> any video. So that's how I try to stay humble about being a top home buyer.
2: You literally have a ton of awards hanging on your wall right behind you. They're, not, you?
4: Belts. Wait,
2: they're not belts. Wait, yeah, they're with you.
3: Yeah,
1: they're real. They're real awards. <laughs>
4: Sales excellence in the corporate world. A corporation made this, not some competition somebody made up. This is an old corporation. It's no, it's not an award company. when a bunch of wholesalers get in a room together and say, let's find an award to give each other.
0: <laughs> oh, man. I'm super glad to be back. This is, this is it right here.
1: Hey, I am going to say, in RJ's defense, it was sponsored by Investor Lift, so I guess it kind of maybe it was a quasi corporate award. Sorry. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh man! All right, so on that round, I'm just I'm I'm gonna go ahead and go with my guy RJ on that one. What?
4: That's bullshit! Uh, wait, hey, I got hey, it, Steve.
0: Pipe down, <laughs> pipe down over there, Vreeland. I don't I don't need this. My cardiologist said my stress levels need to stay low. Oh uh, yeah, like, you're relax. right. I'm
4: gonna leave. I'm gonna lay low. I don't want. <laughs> We don't need another incident this week. <laughs> Not this week.
0: Next week's a different story. Uh, all right. Next up, we have. A
3: question. Oh wait! Is this
4: like bring your award to Pardon Disruption Day? What do you got there, Robert?
3: <laughs> I just I feel like I gotta I got I gotta I gotta fit in with you guys. So I'm just uh, I'm just gonna put this right here. <laughs> <laughs> this award. No, you need me. to put
4: it behind you on your shoulder. So then you look like uh, well, RJ. Well, yeah, just keep it on your shoulder the whole the whole
0: show. <laughs> it looks like a Liberty Bird. Right, yeah, have belt. your
4: friend there. there you go, like, hold that right
0: there. <laughs> Good Lord. All right. Hey, question number three. During a real estate appointment, a shocked witness saw two bears crawling into a parked Krispy Kreme donut van in Anchorage, Alaska, and eating several donuts. What has been your craziest encounter with wildlife at one of your real estate deals? Start us off, RJ.
2: Okay, so you know how I always reference the mistakes that I made in 2019 and 2020? Well, one of them had to do with wildlife at one of my flips. Luxury flip, Fort Worth, Texas, 40-foot ceilings in the entryway. All 40 feet from floor to ceiling ended up having a beehive in there that... cost cost us tens of thousands of dollars to have removed. And then the courtyard, the house centered around a courtyard, had a family of vultures make a nest, lay eggs, and we found out that vultures are protected. There was nothing we could do about it. We had to let the eggs hatch. We had to let the baby vultures grow up before we could get them removed. And if you didn't know, their poop is acidic and eats away at everything, and they attack you. So we wasted a year's worth of interest getting bees and vultures removed from this property. Wow! Wow!
0: Good lord!
3: You, you this question. There at night with a shotgun and just you know. You go to <laughs> it's
2: a federal felony, bro.
3: I mean, you, some guys. You don't know some
0: guys. <laughs> you, you don't know anybody in DFW that's down to do some sketchy stuff, RJ? Come on. That's come the, on.
3: Like, give him a couple hundred bucks. Boom. Problem <laughs> solved. Pay that interest.
0: Yeah. You get 50 now and 50 afterwards.
4: <laughs> All right. What about you, Jimmy? Um, this one's not so much funny as, like, legitimately, there was this one house that was a legit, like, puppy mill and like like we're talking like 20 dogs in a house like not no one was cleaning up their waste no they were uh pissing peeing pooing everywhere like it was not so much funny like kind of sad and then uh you know probably not as hard as getting vultures out but to get that stink out of that house it took like three months
0: that that's terrible it we, is we we deal with that routinely here in Arizona. We we got a lot of cats and dogs, at houses like that. It's terrible, the worst. Robert, what about you? Uh,
3: nothing special. Just a cow in the bathroom.
0: Seems legit.
3: Uh,
4: you know, nothing special. One of my tech guys once broke a nail while they were programming. <laughs> Uh, are,
0: are we are we really not going any further about the cow in the bathroom? Like
3: just drinking some water out of the tub, you know, was thirsty. Legit. <laughs> That's
2: it. No joke. I was going
3: to see if I could get a photo of it from the acquisition guy. was a photo of it.
0: <laughs> That's outstanding. All right, Steve. What about you?
1: Uh, so one of the properties that we sold <clears throat> right after we closed. An eagle flew in through the master bedroom glass, and there was glass everywhere, and the eagle wounded, obviously, right, uh, in the master bedroom. So we actually had to, client had to call whatever services to get that eagle taken care of and treated properly because, you know, with like the vulture situation has to be done the right way, right, as a protected uh, species. So, yeah, just casually just flying in having a good time right through the master bedroom window
3: was this like a bald eagle or what kind of eagle was this
1: i assume it was a bald eagle i didn't really care for more details i'm not yeah. i can't do anything with this information so moving on moving i'm like jimmy can i do anything with this information nope moving on
4: rj I, i'm carrying nothing with feral pigs no, but I was going to say that, that
2: one time that I was on TV with my TV show before Disney decided to go broke by going woke, um, and they fired <laughs> me, um, we had the the cat poop house. And the, the way that that happened was is the tenants were getting evicted, and they were salty because they were getting evicted. So they put cat food all throughout the house and opened up the doors and it just got infested with cats and cats died in the walls and in the attic and everywhere. That was, it, I literally got two respiratory infections from flipping that house. It was crazy. You should have worn a mask. <laughs> we did. <laughs> Nothing could have worked.
0: Just for the absolute epicness, Robert's going to get the point on this round for a cow in the bathroom. <laughs> like i I, I think that's just going to be my new answer to just get people to stop talking. Have you heard about the cow in the bathroom? All right. Real quick, before we get into question number four, I'm going to toss it over to Steve so he can go ahead and read an important message from one of our sponsors.
1: All right. So um, if you guys are trying to do PPC right now, it might be a little harder, right, trying to figure it out on your own. Better if you go and get it done by a professional. Go get a consultation with Bateman Collective. That's what I did. I tried to figure this out on myself. I looked around, couldn't find the right service provider. Got connected connect with Bateman Collective. They know what they're doing. They're getting us deals. Go check it out, BatemanCollective.com slash
0: Awesome. Thank you, Steve. We're going to go ahead and get into question number four. Like the union auto strike happening across the United States over wages and fear of work being outsourced, what are some of the areas of real estate that can be outsourced? Go ahead and start us off, Robert. All right. So on marketing, you can either have someone
3: like Bateman Collective, great, great, great source, by the way, manage your lead gen, manage your Google account, right? Or just buy the leads. You don't need to become a marketing expert. Just pay someone to do it. On sales, I recommend getting after hours answering service, something like Pat Live, so you always got sixty second response time. On dispo, getting the photos, videos, uh, getting lock boxes on the houses cleaning out the houses all of that can be outsourced and then of course transaction coordination i like outsourcing that companies like easy rei closings uh david old's uh, transaction coordination is not a revenue generating activity so anything that's not revenue generating or anything that you don't have to do outsource What you should be focusing on is closing deals getting the top closers training them and make sure they're doing deals
0: showing us why he uh went to harvard right there thanks robert (laughs) all right steve what about you
1: i mean i'm just thinking these days what can't be outsourced right like eric brewer's not here so he put jimmy in his place um matt (laughs) couldn't be here and rj took his place like (laughs) it's scary like everything can be outsourced right uh transaction coordinating lead managing uh, I'm not doing this, but there are people out there that are dispoing with VAs. There are people acquiring with VAs. Like, the only thing you can't outsource these days, it seems, is setting the vision. That's it. Beyond that, it seems like everyone else is, it seems like everyone else is replaceable. And that includes every one of us here uh, on on this show. It's kind of scary to think about.
0: On an unrelated note, Steve has just outsourced himself. So, you know let, us know, let us know if you want to be a panelist next week. All right, RJ, what are your thoughts? I
2: think when it comes to this, you need to look at what is like an energy draining activity in your business for yourself, right? So, you know, Robert brought up transaction coordination, easy REI closings with David Olds. I mean, that's a great um, option for you. Um, I absolutely agree on the marketing side of things. You know, people will talk about Google PPC and YouTube ads why would you do that when there's companies like Speed to Lead and Lead Zolo nowadays? Bateman Collective, like, why in the world would you go out there and try to do this yourself when you can outsource it to people that are experts in this? Um, at the end of the day, I do think one of the things that you should not try to outsource is anything sales related when it comes to acquisitions and dispositions. Those are two activities I think you need to keep those in house. That's your revenue. That's your lifeblood. You need to keep your finger on the pulse there and make sure that stays in house. Amen. There,
0: there we go. RJ, RJ, dropping that uh, that that nugget right there. All right, Jimmy, come with a good answer. What you got?
4: Uh, so, as far as outsourcing, what comes to my mind is you know using, and I think the auto workers are angry about using non American workers. So, when we decide if we create a role, we use Stephen Covey's four quadrants. To say, hey, are we going to start with an overseas employee or start with a an American? And so if something is urgent and not important, like answering the phones, with the exception of leads we're paying for, I'm thinking more of a property management, uh, customer service, like our whole phone team uh, is VAs, but lead management on leads we pay for in wholesaling is too important. So that is uh, urgent and important, but like a VA, urgent, not important, definitely outsource that. Definitely keep everything that is urgent and important and not ur- or are not important and urgent, and especially spend all your time and not, not urgent, but important. Yeah. And I think
2: like going back to Robert's answer where he kind of went through every single aspect to Steve's point, I think everything could be outsourced at this point in time. Um, I think it, you really need to sit down and think about why you're outsourcing it though. Um, because I've yet, in in close to 300 interviews, I've never heard somebody talk about how they're crushing it with virtual assistants doing acquisitions or dispositions. Have you yeah. not talked
1: to Carlos Reyes? I,
2: I have. And like I said, I have yet to interview someone <laughs> saying they're crushing it with virtual assistants. <laughs> uh, when I, I, to his credit, when I interviewed him, they weren't doing that yet. And, and I think... Carlos, I say this, Carlos is a unicorn across the board. Um, I, I think there's something special about the way that him and he his unicorn is Sal, right? His integrator there. Um, and and they make a collective decision on why they're outsourcing certain things. So, yeah, I mean, I think the, the issue isn't just even
1: outsourcing to VAs, right? I mean, in the near future, it's replacing even some of those VA tasks with AI, Right? like i think you can get ai to do almost anything except for getting salty about losing the last closing competition right i think besides that
4: <laughs> <laughs>
1: he seems really
2: upset I... <laughs> i'm not even gonna say anything steve i'm addressing it you already addressed it
1: <laughs> we need ai get chat gpt to address this please <laughs>
2: Steve is
0: just doing RJ dirty today. <laughs> he just came in and was like, "Nope. Like not today." Um all right. I'm I'm going to say honestly, everybody had a good answer on this one. I'm going to take this one to the chat. And in the chat, we have RJ Bates winning. Um I'm just as shocked as everybody else. You can outsource so, voting. That's there we go. Do. We can outsource we can outsource voting. There you go. All right. So, RJ gets the point that round. We're going to go into question number five. Uh, Let's see what we got here. Recently, the Mexican government unveiled some alleged alien bodies causing conspiracy on whether they were real or not. What is your strangest conspiracy theory for real estate investing? Start us off, RJ.
2: That we actually don't own real estate. We're constantly paying rent to the government. I mean, you can own it free and clear, but if you don't pay your property taxes, it's gone. So how do we actually own it? I mean, it's (coughs) crazy to me um, that this is not more talked about. Um, I I see real estate investors that get to a certain point, they start talking about it. But I interviewed Nathan Brooks today, and he's big into buying holds. And we were talking about the problem that we have here in Texas is is that properties that we bought six, seven years ago that were cash flowing three, four, five hundred dollars a month. We're now having to sell because of the property taxes pushing us to where we're cash flow negative. If we truly own those, then how could the government make it to where we're cash flow negative? So my conspiracy theory is we don't actually own real estate.
0: I like that. It's true. All right. All right. RJ, undefeated with the government, he's just he's always going to go hard on it. All right, Jimmy, what are your thoughts?
4: Uh, That the Fed's job is to control inflation and unemployment. I think the Fed's job is to keep enough stuff liquid so there's not rioting in the streets. So, for example, like COVID, I think it was great that they did all the handing out of cash. They kept everybody docile. And then what you got to know is if you're an owner of assets, then that's a great thing for you. A lot of people were complaining, like, we're going to communism, blah, blah, blah. And, but if you're, if you know how inflation works, that you know you own assets, like, we win as they control the mob. And right now, raising rates, as long as they're not right in the streets, the rates are fine. But you, soon as the mob starts acting up again, they'll grease the skids, they'll lower interest rates, they'll hand out checks, and it's game on.
0: All right. All right. I'm not completely thinking that's a conspiracy theory right there, but
4: well, yeah. on the surface, they say they're there to control unemployment and control well, inflation. Course. I think they're the control people from rioting.
0: I am from the government and I'm here to help.
4: Exactly.
0: <laughs> all right, Robert, what about you? You will own
3: nothing and be happy. We all heard that from the world economic forum in Davos a few years ago. And uh, like it or not, I think that that's where we're headed. I think uh for real estate, is going to become a commoditized tradable asset. You're going to see the whole American dream of owning a home, owning real estate, that's going to start dying off. And you're going to have a lot of banks just uh, buying and selling fractions, fractional ownership of you know different pieces of property across the United States. The banks are going to own everything here in 50 years or so, maybe less. You think, the, you
4: think the banks will own it? You think hedge funds will own it? Wall it Street, matter?
3: banks, hedge yeah. funds, it matter. it's going to be institutional ownership of most real estate and people will just, it's going
0: to be real estate as a service, you know? People like Robert.
3: Matt,
4: do we have to wait for Steve's answer? Because this sounds really interesting to talk about.
0: <laughs> you get two minutes after Steve. Let, let him try. All right, I'll wait. Let him try. All right, Steve. <laughs> so I remember
1: early days as a realtor, I had this guy come in he's like, I don't trust realtors, right? He's not like RJ. It's like, I don't trust realtors. <laughs> Because if it's a good deal, they're not going to give it to me. They're going to buy it themselves. And I was like, I am insulted. That is ridiculous. Realtors would never do that. And now I do that all the time. So I guess it was a conspiracy at one point, but now it's like, yeah. Like, if I have like, you talk to a buyer. I was like, yeah. Send me everything that's you know sixty-five percent ARV minus repairs. <laughs> just look at you. Like, why would I send that to you? <laughs> <laughs> why wouldn't I just keep that for myself? So there was a lot of paranoia back in the day when I was getting started in my career. Um, uh, I guess it really wasn't a conspiracy. I guess he was right.
2: Well, before Jimmy and Robert, you know, nerd out on their topic, all I want to say <laughs> is, is thank you, Steve, for bringing up the thing that I hate right below the government realtors. Pretty welcome, <laughs> Thanks <You're> RJ. Welcome. <laughs> Not oh. you, Otter. you're in the
0: 1%. Hey, there we go. <laughs> Can I be in that 1%? No, so, you have uh, to do like deals. Robert,
4: if what you're saying is true, like all that goes in my mind is I need to buy as much stuff of this as possible right now. Yeah. Like, do you think it'll be a hostile takeover by the, what was the world forum again? World economic
3: forum. No, I don't think it's Where like you- a coordinated like thing. It's just, it's just, there, there's certain
4: laws in economics and business, right? If you looked at, do you think those commie bastards are going to be taking our houses from us? <laughs> or do you think they're going to be buying them with inflated <laughs> currency? I mean, they're going to
3: be <laughs> l- leveraging cheap debt. Like, okay, there was a month. Remember when the, the hedge funds all of a sudden disappeared oh. all in one month? Do you know what happened the month before that on InvestorLift? I'll tell no. you. It, I, it, I thought it was a glitch. I thought the data was wrong. The month before that, the hedge funds knew that we're in the lowest interest rate period in history right like last year i bought a house i got 2.9 percent interest rate i bought it not because i liked the house i bought it because i knew they were printing so much fucking money that inflation was going to rip at eight percent if inflation is ripping at eight percent and i got my mortgage at three percent guess what the federal reserve is paying off five percent of my property every single year now the hedge funds understood this and at one point Last year, July last year, I think it was July, the average sale price for a property on investor lift was over 100% ARV. That was the average. Now, why was that? The reason being is the hedge funds knew that inflation was about to rip and if inflation is about to rip. Interest rates have to go up. So like we just got locked in as much cheap debt is possible for the next 30 years and we only got a few months to do it let's just buy everything and they went on a spending spree and they just bought everything and us as wholesalers we're just looking at the short game like oh my god we're making these little big big checks checks." (laughs) we're looking at our one month horizons trying to have a big month they're playing the 10-year game they're playing the 15-year game the 20 the 30-year game and they're gonna make way more money on that game that's like robert
1: why would you look at RJ when you say that when they're, they're doing small checks like that was really insulting
4: the way you look at RJ <laughs> doing small checks. Robert, but you know how Jesus. we were all shocked when rates went up, right even though it was it was it was well overdue that rates would go up. Do you, do you think they knew it was going to go up this high? Oh yeah, of course. but then how did they, how did they have the inside tip that hey now they're going to actually start raising them?
3: I mean, you can just, you can just, you can do the math. You just look at the money multiplier and you can figure out what the interest rate's going to be ahead of time.
1: Well, don't forget. So, they're all, they're all just talking <clears> through and hanging out, right? Like we're, we're doing collective genius or, um, crucible or whatever, or family master. We're all hanging out. We're talking, we're comparing notes. All yeah. the hedge funds are hanging out with all the other hedge funds and all the people deciding our future. I they know what the plan is. right? Yeah. What the plan is there. Hey uh robert rj jimmy look next year we're gonna screw all the people this way right you in all right good and then they they go do it so they all know what's gonna happen
4: so robert why are we wholesaling all these again why aren't we keeping them
3: i mean uh, uh, you tell me
2: (laughs) real quick there was a glitch in production there while robert was talking elias actually accidentally um muted steve And Steve said, we were doing deals in 2022?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Look, RJ is just pissed that his average fee is the same price as Jimmy's actual properties and (laughs) hotel in (laughs) mode and investor lift.
0: Good Lord. (laughs) All right. That was a great round. Uh, Definitely enjoyed it. Went uh went a little deep down the rabbit hole. Uh, wouldn't expect anything less with these uh panelists. That being said, <clears throat> gonna go ahead and award the point to Jimmy on that one. I do like that he uh you know he came in with the uh, Fed because let's be honest, the Fed likes to tinker and then give themselves a pat on the back afterwards well, like, for you know, know tinkering.
4: Everybody gets all fired up when the Fed tinkers. And I'm like, as long as the mob's controlled, as long as they're not rioting, and as long as they're printing money. You're doing a great job. Keep it up.
0: Yep, exactly.
4: And that's Everybody, where I'm at. Everybody's going
0: to be
3: okay. I, no, I, all I, right. Don't, I, don't I, be salty. I feel like RJ should have gotten the point on this one. Robert, RJ. I
2: thought you should have gotten the point. Don't be salty about it, though. Potter believes in socialism, and he makes sure everyone gets a point. <laughs> yeah,
4: he is very <laughs> socialistic. <laughs> <laughs> this
0: this from the guy Robert, that literally- I- no, no, no. Hold up. Hold up. This from the guy that literally gave EB the win last week just because he's got an ongoing feud to make sure he's number one over CJ in wins on the show. Bro, absolutely not. Just for that, I'm taking your point away and I'm giving it to Robert now.
2: Oh, what?
0: <laughs> How's that for socialism? <laughs>
4: I think that's well. That's man. more communism, taking and giving to somebody else. So.
0: Look, Jimmy, I'm gonna take your
4: point too. If you I don't really calm think down. Robert deserved the point on that one, that's one of the most intelligent points I've heard on this show. Exactly,
0: and this is this is not the show for it.
4: It kind I of makes me miss CJ because there's such a there's such a contrast. Like he shows up on time, says highly intellectual stuff, and then I you know it makes me miss CJ look, for being late. And then you know, kind of mumbling through his responses. Look, and then you
0: you could swipe right later. Like it, it's okay. Like, it's okay. Y'all can go on a date and talk, and it'll be fine. All right. Next up, we have question number six. I'm excited for this one. I want to see some intelligent answers. I'm looking at you, Jimmy. Um, What do you make of the commercial mortgage-backed securities hitting a default rate above 5% this week? For context, some of the private companies are actually reporting numbers as high as 7%. Go ahead and start us off, Jimmy.
4: I think everybody's been expecting it. Everybody's been waiting it. All the big commercial deals that people wrote paper on at 2 and 3% are now rolling over. And I think this is a natural result of doing a long-term investment on a short-term rate. Uh, I thought we learned a lot of this stuff in 08. I think it is awesome, though, to be not in that asset class and being in an asset class with 30-year fixed mortgages. And I think banks are going to be flooding to us as a realm of safety because of that 30-year fixed mortgage insurance instrument. And hopefully the government will do the awesomest thing ever and create the 40-year mortgage. So those are my thoughts.
0: Jimmy has been the long-standing proponent of 40-year mortgages. For I'm not a
4: proponent. I'm just like, look, for if you can't, beat, houses. People, if you can't <laughs> like, beat the people in Washington, we can like get angry about it, or we can get an investment strategy that leverages every bad move they make.
0: Like, imagine having a $20,000 home with a 40-year mortgage. Like, what is your what is your payment, like $108 Dude, a Dude, I will month. definitely
4: be InvestorLift's best buyer. You think I'm buying a lot now? Wait till I can do that.
0: <laughs> oh, man. All right, Robert. What are your thoughts?
3: Uh, yeah, I mean, it's inevitable. We've all just been sitting around waiting for that. It's just like, okay, you know, like... All right, like it's happening just on schedule the trains here on schedule just as we predicted you know what i've been wondering related to this how many years do you think grant cardone has before that whole thing blows up because Ooh. because he was buying all this shit at like five caps at peak market at the lowest interest rates ever in history those are not on 30-year terms of those loans right like They're what's not. the longest you can get on on multifamily yeah. i think the longest is five years so i think it goes high seven owns entire empire gonna blow up in five years seems you like know, he's
4: gonna refi it out with his new private lenders from his new marketing schemes
3: yeah but at what rates <laughs> you are not gonna have those those rates ever again so i think the whole thing is going negative like the math doesn't pan out the whole thing's going negative the entire freaking empire is blowing up here in the next five years i think it's inevitable there's no way out
0: we like to Maybe call that than five. fuzzy math
3: less less than five
0: less than we five, like yeah. we like to call that fuzzy math around here robert it's just <laughs> you know the math ain't mathing. all right the steve what about math. you
1: well i think we got to have the harvard guy on here more often he's got some really really good insight um so i think uh this this is really again we were expecting this right uh the with all the rates resetting going from locking it at two and a half percent to now interest rates are like seven what else would happen their cost of capital their payments are tripling in some of these instances they're not cash flowing anymore uh it's the same thing that RJ was mentioning earlier with uh capital uh with property taxes in Texas right like hey if you raise my cost on something we already agreed upon I'm no longer cash flowing this no longer works for me same thing in commercial right hey, my cost of capital has increased. This is no longer cash flowing. Uh, I think we're going to have some major problems. Uh, we're going to have some significant, significant challenges in the commercial market. Unless someone comes around and offers a different product, I think that this is going is, to uh, multifamily, commercial, industrial. This is all going to be in a world of hurt uh, in the very, very near future.
0: Good point. Good point. All right. What about you, RJ?
2: i think everyone's already answered the question so i'm just going to take my 45 seconds to talk about things i want to talk about which is jimmy got me super excited for the second time in ptd history bringing up these 40-year uh amortizations good <laughs> i mean this is amazing is i said it the last time Fuck 40 years let's go amy baby <laughs> do it. We're, we're gonna have 20 dollars a month mortgages let's do it this sounds amazing and,
4: well, and, dude, what can the government do right now? Because the next thing politicians are going to talk about is oh, the American dreams dying. How can we make sure home ownership is still an option? They have no other option other than to give people their down payments or extend out their amortization. Another way, if there is a interest
3: only, interest only mortgages.
4: Or interest only mortgages. Like what they, they've pulled Those every the lever. Best. What else
2: do they have to do? Oh, I'm not done yet. Still my turn, Jimmy.
4: How many more seconds, Potter? I'm getting dumber by the second. Sixteen.
2: I got to do my my CJ shout out. Okay. If we have eighty year amortizations, imagine how affordable housing will be. Shout out to you. (laughs) Respectfully, (laughs) CJ. Shout out to his bank account.
4: But RJ, this is good for us (laughs) in the position we're in. And like you, you get poopy pants about it. I understand. No, I want it, bro. What are you talking about? This
2: is terrible. This is terrible. This might be great. (laughs) Imagine in a couple of years, though, how great the Instagram, YouTube, and Facebook ads are going to be by Uncle G. I mean, imagine what he's going to be selling. He's not going to be 10Xing anymore, bro. He's going to be 20Xing his education to keep up with what Robert's talking about.
4: Like The latest thing he put out that scared me is starting a fund and then buying a business with that fund. When I saw that ad, that terrified me.
1: Oh, i think that's the next big thing i mean i'm hearing a lot of people talking about buying businesses but like how do you have home ownership like right now it's forced savings right you buy a house get a 30-year mortgage in 30 years in theory you have a house that's paid off that's that's appreciated this is your retirement account. if you bought a house you've got a retirement account this whole thing about 80 year mortgages and i think at 30 to 40 you really aren't shaving that much off and i think there's a point in the return if you get to 80 years i'm not sure it's gonna be that much cheaper at some point, it's just going to be interest only, right? So I don't really see how it helps the regular American if we have these long mortgages where now they don't even have a piggy bank. So they'd have no social security. They're irresponsible with their money. And now the only thing that they have that's worked for them is to have a home or taking that away. Ah, this is a this is a very dystopian future. Steve, I'm not, the government not doesn't create...
4: The government doesn't create policy to help people. The government creates policies to solve the most expedient problem But you're problem encouraging
1: at this ridiculous behavior. It's like having a friend who's recovering from a drug addiction. is like, hey, you know what? You've been great. I'm going to give you a $500 bonus this week. Go no, have fun this weekend. Like,
4: no, it's like this. He reco- goes to recovery. He's clearly not into it. He's clearly not going to do it. But and by him money. going back on the sauce, I benefit somehow. Then, yeah, I'm probably not going to grab his <laughs> Just- neck before he goes back in to the this bar. is
1: horrific, right? We're encouraging bad decisions. Like home ownership, we are encouraging good decisions, right? This is what we're doing here with home ownership. We're encouraging good decisions because we don't trust you otherwise
4: to have a retirement account. Steve, I away. will start a, I will start a letter campaign, a direct mail campaign to all congressional representatives talking about fiscal responsibility.
3: Yeah, and I think yeah. that'll
4: be about as a very effective.
3: It's going to happen. It's going to happen, though. I'll tell you why. If you look at... do you, you guys are familiar with Freakonomics? Yes. Freakonomics did a study, and they looked at do politicians... What is the correlation between what people actually want as policies, what their politician actually votes for, versus what do their donors want and what actually gets voted for? There is zero statistical correlation between what actual americans want and what their politicians actually vote for and there's a very very strong correlation between what the donors want and what actually gets voted for and here's the deal here's the deal if we shift over to like interest only mortgages or things like that at very high rates that's actually very good for wall street wall street doesn't us us. don't forget about us and I, if you use it right, <laughs> so like like it or not, we're going to be headed in that direction. So the only way- like is the whole this? reason,
4: Steve, the whole reason I got into real estate was it was a complete tax revolt. As a corporate sales guy, I was working hard. I was doing all the right things, and eventually, I was like, "Hey, if I can't beat them, join them." I'm just yeah. going to invest in real estate instead of becoming a politician.
1: So the only way to fix this country is to get so goddamn rich that I can buy all the politicians to pass laws that are actually beneficial to Americans. Yes. That's-
3: the, the first billionaire <laughs> I ever met, you know what he said to me? He said, like, I was doing a minor in political science. He's like, that's the stupidest shit. Why the hell are you doing that? <laughs> I'm like, I don't know. Maybe I'll go into politics one day. And he's like, look, look, look. There's two types of people in this world. There's the people that try to change the game. Those are the idiots. Then there's the people like me. We just learn what the rules are. We master. We learn how to play all the rules to our advantage. Those are the smart ones. Don't be an idiot. Be a smart one. Who cares what the rules are? The rules they change a little bit every few years. All you got to do is look at what are the new set of rules. How do I play those rules to my advantage? I was like, you know what? That's that's that sounds like the smart way to do it. Forget. I vote for more
4: smart people on PTD. This is awesome. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, bro.
0: So we're looking for someone to fill Jimmy's role next week, clearly. No Um, doubt. (laughs) But real quick, I just need everyone to just picture in your mind. Imagine Jimmy being a politician. Like, just imagine that that was your representation in in the
4: Senate or something like that. Like, just imagine. It's already been on TV. It's Kevin Costner on Yellowstone. I would do it just like him with the cowboy hat and all.
1: I was gonna I say it's it. John Fetterman. Just look at John Fetterman. That's Jimmy in in politics. Come
4: on. Now that is the most insulting <laughs> a limb? I mean, that's the most insulting. I'm out of here. This I am done with PTD. <laughs> <laughs> oh,
0: snap. All right. So I am gonna say um Ivy League definitely came with the information and called out Uncle G on the show. Like, I think that's a PTD first right there. We're going to go ahead and award him the point for this. And he is going to win today. You know, Jimmy's obviously a raging fan, so that's great. You know, we're we're happy that you brought a little class and a little, uh, you know, education to the show. It I'm definitely was- <laughs> going to
4: feel weird insulting him next time I'm on the show. <laughs>
0: <laughs> don't worry that'll last for about five seconds i'll get over right? it <laughs> yeah it'll be over it in no time Thanks, John. Uh, i i will say it was absolutely great to be back in the driver's seat over here with everybody uh great to have ptd today um you know congratulations to our winner robert we're gonna go ahead and give everybody a chance to say bye and go ahead and once again let people know what you do go ahead and start us off robert
3: Guys, this was a ton of fun. Again, Robert Wensley, CEO of Investor. If you want to sell your deals faster at higher prices, go to get.investor.com and use coupon code disruptors for 10% off your first year on Investor. Shameless plug, just had to throw that in. Helping you out, Steve, there with the affiliate. Got to make you some checks. Now, this is a ton of fun, guys. Thanks for having me on. Uh, I'd love to come back anytime. Uh, this is great, I love it. I love the format.
2: Well, I'm never going to invite you again. Hashtag disruptors. (laughs) (laughs) I was the one that invited you. Holy
0: shit. All right, Steve, say bye to the people.
1: Uh, Steve Trang, Real Estate Disruptors. We solve sales problems. It was an absolute blast. And yeah, it was great hearing Robert, you know, wax on how uh, Uncle G is going to be gone in a matter of years. I am looking forward to to, to seeing this development.
0: Uh, Like I said, it's a it's a bold prediction. We'll see how it works out for him. We we like it. All right, RJ, say bye to the people.
2: I mean, I'm going back. Apparently, this is just what happens when I'm in competitions. I got two points. Robert got two points. The other guy gets the win. It feels like San Antonio all over again. Yeah.
0: Incorrect. <laughs> I gave your point. I gave one of your points to Robert because oh, you were okay. busting my chops.
2: You're right. Um, <laughs> on a more serious note, um, September 21st, 2012, um, I unexpectedly lost my dad. So 11 years today since my dad passed away. Um, I share that to say, you never know, uh, when you're going to lose someone, um, take time today to reach out to your loved ones, tell them that you love them. Um, Potter excited to have you back, man. Last week was scary. Um, and, uh, just, Hey, reach out to your loved ones today and let them know that you love them and you care about them. I
0: now feel really terrible for taking your point away.
2: It's okay. I saved this in the bag just to make you feel. Man,
0: like you dude, okay. you just you're gonna make me you're gonna make me marinate on that for seven days, aren't you? <laughs>
2: wh- whatever you do, just don't have a heart attack, okay?
0: <laughs> I appreciate it. I don't plan on doing it again. Uh, no, it's it's great to be back. I appreciate your kind words and uh, you know condolences on uh, on your uh, untimely loss right there. All right, Jimmy, uh, say bye to the people.
4: You know, Potter, this episode has been very bittersweet for me. You know, the good news is you're not dead. I'm happy about that. I, <laughs> Thanks, made <a> new, <laughs> I made a new friend with Robert, but like I lost a friend this episode. When Trang compared me to Fetterman, well, he's dead to me.
0: <laughs> Don't worry, Jimmy. I'll, I'll still invite you back, bro. Very I'll bittersweet.
4: But if you're looking to acquire assets and grow your wealth through real estate and build a balance sheet of long-term assets – so that you can be like me and Robert and beat these commie bastards at the World at the World Economic Forum. Reach out to me at Cashflow Tactics or Jimmy, or reach out to me at Jimmy Vreeland on Instagram. And let's get you some turnkey assets and let's beat these commie bastards. Right, Robert?
3: Let's do it.
4: And I'll All buy on, a new investor Trump. lift. I'll fix it up and then I'll sell it to somebody, uh, to you. One dollars uh, house at a time, baby. <laughs> That's how you do it. That's how you beat inflation.
1: Yeah. Reach out, reach out to Jimmy at on Instagram, at John Fetterman.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: oh, man. It has been an amazing show. Uh, thank you, everyone, for tuning in, watching live, watching the replay. We appreciate it. Make sure you like, subscribe to uh, our YouTube channel at Pardon the Disruption. We will see you guys next week.
4: Have a great one. Thanks, guys.